I've spent the last year putting the pieces of my life back together after I lost everything in my six-figure marketing business. Yeah, I loved that agency. And now I'm taking my decade plus of traditional marketing experience, combining it with the latest online marketing techniques and starting again from scratch. The question is, how will I do it? With the new challenges like cash flow, debt, and no team. This podcast is here to give you the answer. So join me and follow along as I apply and share marketing strategies to grow my online business using only the simplest, most uncomplicated methods. My name is Samantha Gooden and welcome to Marketing Launch Radio. Welcome to Marketing Launch Radio, and this is a very special edition today. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, you'll know why. Um, I, was, I was saying to our guest before just starting recording here, I don't know if it's because of who she is and just how grounding her energy is, but I've kind of come in my yoga attire today, like completely ready to be meditative and to be enlightened. Um, and you can see what that looks like. I mean, there's no makeup. There's nothing today. It's just me, 100% of myself. Please help me to welcome Ellie Aaron. Ellie, so good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun and you are so lovely and I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh my goodness. Ellie, you know, the truth is that you're the one who brings the grounding energy every single time. I've been with you in large groups. I've been with you in intimate small spaces. And, you know, some of us, <clears throat> maybe I could be one of them. You know, some of us have a way of kind of, you know, going pretty far in our thoughts, sometimes having our thinking run away from us. And mm. you kind of bring us back and you help us to center and you remind us, have you always been that, that person? Oh, that's a good question. Um, no, the short answer <laughs> is no. I feel like as as a kid and up to like my early 20s, I was pretty, I was like pretty stuck in my head a lot of the time. And I was like, I had two sides of me on the one, because I was a performer. So on the one hand, I was like really outgoing and really um, like confident, especially when it came to like performing. And I know like you're a singer, so I know you relate. Like there was just a a confidence that exuded, especially when I performed. But when it came to like my relationships and my friendships and just like how I put myself out there day to day, I actually felt really shy and really mm. um, like really in my head a lot and not very confident and not very grounded and, and kind of anxious a lot of the time. So it was only in my early 20s where things really started shifting for me where I started learning yoga and meditation and, you know, contemplative practices and kind of like looking inwards and you're saying like finding that stillness, finding that groundedness from within, which is available to literally everybody, mm -hmm, by the way, mm -hmm, it's available mm -hmm. to every single one of us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So it really only started in my early twenties when I started, uh, when I went through a really hard time actually, Chile and like meditation and yoga really I think in a dramatic way I feel like they really saved me mm. um but yeah I think it I think it really has led me on the path of where I am today so I'm like I'm so grateful for those practices and the confidence and the um 
yeah, that inner strength that I think we often look for in others or in other things or in things outside of us. Like we're always looking for something outside of us to give us a sense of assurance when really that can only come from Mm. within. Like, because, because if everything else outside of us is always changing, yeah, right. Like our relationships, our business, like, you know, things always shift outside of us than to put our self-assurance and our sense of groundedness that you speak of to anything outside of us is kind of insane. But like, that's, that's what we're taught, right? We're taught that like things outside of us is what gives us that stability and that strength when really it's an internal process Mm -hmm. that I think is if we're lucky is modeled for us by like the adults around us, but oftentimes it's not modeled for us from, you know, our parents and different people. So then we have to find that groundedness and that sense of, um, yeah, like I'm okay just as I am from, from different sources. So yeah, that for me was meditation and yoga. You know, um, you said something there, um, uh, and it really, really connected with me. You said that, you know, yoga meditation saved you, you know, at a time in your life, it saved you at a time in your life. I can, I can totally relate to that. Just, just recently, um, just having meditative practices and thankful, thank, just gratitude practices have, have completely, um, saved me. <clears throat> I don't know. It's just made me feel very emotional. Hmm. Um, what did you find that meditation saved you from? Well, when, yeah, when I was in my early twenties and I left for college, um, it was just a very like destabilizing time of, you know, a lot of times I think when we have big shifts in our life, like yeah. we move or relationships end or, um, like something major happens, even like what's happening right now outside of us with this Mm -hmm. pandemic, like, you know, I left home, I left everything I knew. I left my sense of what my world was, my school, my friends, everything. And that felt incredibly destabilizing to me. And I just didn't know who I was and I didn't, um, yeah, and I, I, again, I realized that like I had based my who I was on things outside of me. And when I came to this school, which was just like not the right environment for me, not the right thing, I was like, what is going on? Like this, this is horrible. And I, I would not leave my dorm room. Like I just was just really depressed and really anxious and really, really unhappy. Um, you know, looking deeper in it, it's because I feel like I wasn't expressing my gifts and I wasn't expressing myself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I think Thomas Merton says something like, he was like a, I think he's a Christian philosopher. He says, if like, we don't share what's inside of us, like it'll kill Mm -hmm. us. Yes. Like if we don't share what's in our heart, if we don't share what's like in our soul and our gifts, then, Mm -hmm. then that like, that hurts us. And I feel like that's what was happening for me at that time because I didn't feel self-expressed. I didn't feel connected to those around me. And so finally, I 
like I went to this meditation class and there, which was the first time I'd ever really practiced meditation. And I had this realization of, oh, suddenly I have a sense of peace right now, just with my breath being here, Mm -hmm. sitting here. Mm -hmm. Nothing has changed outside of me. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's shifted is my perspective. Mm. The only thing that's shifted is my experience of myself and in the world. And that's why I say that it saved me because when you realize that like the only person, the only thing that you are grappling with in life is like your own demons and your own stuff, like everything shifts, you know? I, I, I mean, it's, this is kind of like one of the, I just feel like jumping out of my skin because you're right. Everything does, everything does shift. Everything totally shifts. And for me, you know, I grew up in a very um, traditional Christian environment. They didn't talk about uh, meditation at all. There was prayer, but prayer sometimes became this act of begging the divine for help, right? Rather than connecting with the divinity, which is already within and reuniting with the solution that is universal a, a solution that is eternal a solution that was and is and forevermore shall be so that whole perspective on um just understanding my own divinity made it very difficult for me to disconnect when things weren't going right in the outside world right because i was so connected to what you know what was success whether that was in school or you know in relationships and I completely lost myself. I just didn't have that point of centering. Centering is a very real thing. And I think, you know, as entrepreneurs um, and as women in a world that sends us a multiplicity of completely diverse, diametrically opposed messages, mm. centering and meditation is is really important. Oh my gosh, for sure. I feel like as businesswomen, it's it's the most critical to need to look inwards and say like, yeah, of course, collaborate and of course have support and have mentorship. Like that's beautiful. And I think we all need that. And like, keep asking yourself, what do I want to move towards? What is my vision? Why am I creating all of this anyway? Like what's my why behind um, why I'm even growing a business? because like if those things aren't clear then I feel it can it can become a very disconnected experience of building a business you know like just for the sake of building a business huh like that I don't find that inspiring you know I and 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 so those questions can only be answered from within and they can only be clarified from within, from looking at what do I want? Why do I want it? And then that I feel like is so much more clear towards for me to, to move me in the direction of like the leadership, the growth, the development that it actually takes to become a leader in your own business or if you're collaborating with others. Yeah. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. So Ellie, you know, I have been steering, kind of steering myself away from having head-on conversations about the pandemic as as it is and the global crisis. 
But more and more, it becomes very real that there is no normal to return to. There's no life to return to. Life as we know it, life as we knew it has changed. And what we are creating is a new normal, right? And um, I would like to talk about the way to create the new normal and create the new space mm. using meditation and our ability to visualize. Have you ever experienced just creating a new normal in your life at any time of life? Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so good. That's so good. Um, well, I think the first thing about creating a new normal is, is again, it's an internal process because what's happening outside of us, of course, we're impacted by it. But the deeper question is, who do we want to be in this process of this change? Mm. How do we want to show up? And that may be like a quantum leap or it might be like, oh, you just need to like, you know, change and, and move a few things to just keep moving forward. But yeah, I feel like in creating new versions of ourselves, because if you really look at like your whole life, yes, if you look at your whole life, like I've been various people yes, and I've been like various types of versions of myself and yet it's still me. Like there's still some sort of, um, I believe, some sort of witness that's kind of like animating the whole game here of what's happening. And so, um, and then again, to connect to this kind of animating powerful force within you, I think meditation is so powerful. But yeah, I mean, visualization and... So this is actually really, really interesting. Um, there was an area in my personal relationship with my partner that we were really struggling with. And um, it was like our physical intimate life, actually. And we, like, we'd done so many different things around it and it was just really, really challenging. Um, and so I took it upon myself to take full responsibility for the shift that I wanted to see in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of like, I don't know if it's a, how many steps there are in this process, but the basic idea that really worked for me is first of all, getting super clear on what I wanted that area of our life to look like, to, to visualize it, and to then create the feeling of whatever it is that I wanted to have before that thing actually happened, right? So I had to become yes. and I had to bring forth the yes. feeling of what I wanted before I saw it in physical reality in front yes. of me. And, so and, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> no, because this is the core. This is the core of manifestation. I can I, like... We, you know, they say fake it till you make it. It, it isn't. It isn't the faking it. It is the connecting with the, the exact energetic frequency that is in alignment with what it is you desire. Or if I'm not going to use any terms like that, it is connecting and being the person that you want to be at the time when you have what it is that you desire. Absolutely, it's it's really is taking full ownership. Yeah. of the experience that you want to have and stepping into the feeling of it, the certainty of it, like being so certain that whatever you want 
is already happening and then bringing the feeling of what that would feel like into being into creation so like with certainty the feeling of certainty samantha like you woke up this morning and you you didn't and i got this from annie lala who's like a wonderful relationship coach and also you know her her and her husband are great business coaches as well and she talks about like okay if you um when you wake up in the morning and you go to your laptop or you have your phone or you have like your bed, you don't question whether you have those things. Yeah. You know that you're going to wake up the next day and your cell phone is going to be there. Your computer is going to be there. Yeah. It's just like, it's there. Right. Yeah. So having that same level of certainty before you end up creating whatever you want to create of like, Oh yeah, I'm going to have a six figure business. Like no doubt okay, now it's just like letting, and you still have to show up. You have to, sh you have to show up and still do the work. Yeah. But, but to have that certainty within yourself that what you want is already there is oh, oh, oh. so powerful, you know? And that's really what shifted. And I, and it was so hard because this element in our relationship, I, it was, it was like, oh, this isn't, this is impossible. It's just not possible. We had just like such a block around it. But when I created in myself that level of certainty and commitment of like, oh, whatever I, whatever I want in this relationship can be created, no doubt. And we're going to work towards it. And it definitely has shifted and has really transformed. So yeah, this element of certainty is re really uh, important. And then this element of, of course, yes, doing the work towards it. But then again, being in the feeling of whatever it is that you, you want to have. Yeah. So, um, so um, how yeah. do we do that when it seems, you know, so this feeling of certainty is fantastic. But when we find ourselves in a situation like the one we're in now, where it seems as if we're not certain, mm -hmm. we're not certain about what's next. We're not certain about how to make, you know, in fact, because things are changing so rapidly based on where we are, right? We aren't sure even what the next 30 days, 60 days or 90 days are going to look like. So where do we find our certainty then? How do we define that in a situation like this? Yeah, well, I, I think it. we have to, of course, adapt to reality. Like we can't, if you want to have like an in-person event tomorrow and it's we're still in the pandemic, like that's not going to be able to happen. But I mean, it could, but it's kind of illegal right now to go out of your home. But <laughs> again, like <laughs> you find... You, you may have to adapt different things, but that still doesn't mean that that feeling and that certainty can't come from inside of you right so it whatever you're wanting maybe it has to sometimes adapt like the form that it takes but that doesn't mean that it's not going to still come into being does that make sense um yeah so i mean if you're speaking of it in terms of are you speak are you thinking of it in terms of like business or are you thinking of it in terms of like yeah. What, like, what is it for you specifically? Yeah, so I, you know, for business, yeah, we talk about pivoting. We talk about that. I, I'm more talking about when it comes to us, our mindset and the expectations we may have had for ourselves um, in the year and going into the year and kind of 
having some, whether they were clear goals or unclear ones and expectations about the way that we would be, and then realize that the world seems to be sinking sand, that with the pandemic, everything seems to be shifting around us. How do we find totally. certainty in that? And I think, I think for me, it's a, it's a mindset question, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think the, the last element of all of this stuff is there has to be, it doesn't always happen on the timeline that we want. Mm. So it, it may, it may happen. It may happen like in a week or in a month, our, our personal goals, but it may, may actually take a little longer than that. And can you still not waver in your certainty? Can you still not waver because it doesn't happen tomorrow? Like there's okay. some element here where there has to be a sense of surrender, you know? Oh, you use the S word. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that word has been, has been painfully brought to my life in multiple ways. Because when you talk about this factor of time, I want it now. I want it. I want it. I want it. But the truth is that one control is an illusion. We don't have control. And there, therefore this, these cries that we have as petulant children, like I want my business to change now. I want my life to change now. I want to lose weight now. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. Really, it is in the surrendering <laughs> that we really actually find the control that we truly desire. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's like the opposite energy that, um, that's going to work because it's like there's such a strong attachment to the outcome. Mm. And we're like, it has to happen in a particular way or it has to happen like that I want I want I want like it's if you think about it in terms of like our parts of ourselves that part feels very young and that that like part feels very childlike and we all have that I certainly do too like why isn't this why isn't this happened like yesterday you yeah. know um but then there's this other part this you know more wisdom more adult-like part that and this has nothing to do with age right this is just like an energy that we can bring forth that's like i got this it's happening and i'm going to work for it and it may not happen in the exact timeline but i'm just going to keep moving forward here um and with that with that patience um i think a lot of with that patience with that certainty and with that full responsibility of taking ownership of the experience that you are creating, um, I think it's a really, it really is a very powerful recipe. The timeline and the patience. Um, I think, you know, in my own experience with my business and in my life, where I have found myself losing and often actually tipped the scales into depression, uh, has been when I lost patience because I had a predefined approach to the way things should be. And I want to just kind of clarify this, that as women in business, it's not, uh, you know, my take is that it's not about us giving up the vision for our lives and the vision for what I consider the future self, right? The ultimate desire, but it is giving room to that so that it can blossom and grow in its own way because there is a way for it. And I, I think it's Napoleon Hill who actually speaks something of this, that the very 
presence of the desire is an indication that the thing you desire is what you should have. So we're not to be therefore afraid of the desires. And I think we should embrace them, but we should also give them room to manifest. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, and see where the desire is coming from. Is the desire coming from a place of I'm using this desire to fill a part of me because I think I'm not good enough? Or am I using this desire to expand into, like you're saying, to blossom into this next version of who I want to become in the world? You know, and, and it comes, and it like that pull, I feel like, comes from two different places, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, because you are already no- enough as you are. And you can keep growing, evolving, blossoming. Yeah, Ellie, uh, I just, I just love the way that you've put that. You are enough, and you can, you can blossom. You can blossom. Your destiny can blossom. You know, this is not the end. This isn't even the pause button. It is a chapter that's unfamiliar, but a chapter in the book nonetheless. So we will pass this chapter. You know, so we've been we've been talking all this talk, and I haven't even introduced you and what you do and how you help <laughs> women. You know, uh, part of it I just want everyone who's listening to know part of the way that she helps you is exactly what Ellie's doing right now, having this conversation that kind of lifts up the rug and and helps you see what's underneath there, and then she creates space for you. I really just think you're one of the best people to hold space for anyone. Mm. Tell us a little bit more about uh, what you do in your day job. We're not talking and having conversations like these. I love that. I love that. Um, Thank you. Um, I, I teach people concretely yoga. Um, just like, um, you know, the asana practice, the physical practice of yoga. I do that privately. I do that in groups. I do that for companies as well as meditation. Mm. Um, and then what I also really am passionate about and love doing is working with women who are on different missions and who need this, um, extra support and extra love in self-worth, in um, their ability to know that they don't need to continually put other people before themselves and people please. That's a huge thing. And that their time and their dreams and their manifestations of what they want to create are as important than anything else. Like that, like, it's so important and that can be on the top of their to-do list, mm. you know, before other things. And, you know, there is no one that's going to come along that's going to give you permission to start living your life for you and for what you want to create. And I feel like, I am often that person who doesn't necessarily give permission, but just kind of brings this to light for women Um, of like, you are worthy of whatever it is that you want. You are worthy of charging the prices that you want. You are worthy of creating, um, you know, the businesses you want. You are worthy of taking care of yourself and not like killing yourself over your business. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, like you are worthy of all, you are worthy of all of those things, you know? Um, and yeah. And that it can, so all of these practices and all, you know, all of this is really just bringing these women back to themselves. And I think that's really what I do. And I do that, I think, very powerfully for women and again, at companies in different ways. But yeah, that's that's really, really my jam. Um, Ellie, it's something that we need. I mean, there's no two ways about it. It's something that it's something that we all need. One of my best friends actually says, Samantha, I'm bringing you to your own attention. Let me bring mm. your own attention. Right. That's her thing for me. And um, we because we we don't see ourselves. We can't really see ourselves. It is those outside of us who help us to do that. All right, Ellie, what's the difference between yoga and meditation? Oh, well, that's good. I mean, in yoga, we do very specific postures for different things. Um, you know, yeah, yoga is often known as like the physical postures that we put ourselves in and we move and we breathe at the same time. It is still a meditation of sorts because it is about being in your body and being with the breath and being with the movements. But it is also like a breath and movement practice that is guiding us back to being here, being present. Meditation is um in its formal practice, if you're looking at it from the um, formal practicing of what we do with our minds, it's the practice of bringing our attention back to the present moment, mm. usually in a sitting, sitting posture, right? So we're sitting, we're practicing meditation, we're being still, mm -hmm. we're not moving. Mm -hmm. um, so... If you're sitting right now, or if you're listening to this, wherever you are, you can just take a moment and find a comfortable posture. And you can bring your palms on your thighs. Mm -hmm. And sit up nice and tall. Yeah, and just take a moment here. You can close your eyes, feel your body sitting wherever you are. And just take a moment to feel your body sitting where you are. Sitting up tall, have a sense of a strong back, relaxed belly. And you can just start to notice the feeling of your breath moving in and out of your nostrils. And then pretty quickly, you'll notice your attention goes away from that. And in the practice of meditation, the specific practice, mindfulness of breath meditation, we notice that and then we bring our attention back to the feeling of the breath. Right here, right now. The feeling of your body sitting here. Beautiful. And so that was just a moment there, Samantha, of the very technical part of meditation, which is in this particular practice. And we 
the tension goes away and then we bring the attention back to the breath. So mm -hmm. it really is about strengthening the muscle of our focus and attention, this particular one. And it's like the most basic form of meditation. So if anyone's going to start in a, like a very formal practice of meditation, this is really where it starts. Um, yeah, it's like the basics of everything. It's like classical music is the basis of all other types of music, right? Mm -hmm. And before that, it was like Gregorian chants. If mm -hmm. you're a, mm -hmm. I know you're, you're a musician. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. No, like that's, you know, where it all started. But then now we have like, you know, jazz and hip hop and whatever. Same with meditation. Like this is like the base of all the, it's like the most important, you know? And then, and then from there, there are visualization practices. There are manifestation practices. There are compassion practices where we bring other people to mind, which can feel a little bit like prayer. So, you know, there's a lot of different types of practices, but first the really the very basic form of meditation is this practice of how do we actually focus our attention I love on it. something specific. Yeah. So I just wanted to give that Thank short you so practice. Much. Yeah. Because um, I think depending on our, you know, where we come from, meditation can seem scary. Um, it can, it can seem really scary. I have taken people um, in you know, in small settings, maybe 30, 40 people through just a, a few moments of silence, right? Yes. Because our world is moving at such a fast pace and so noisy, many people are not even exposed to silence. And it makes a huge difference in, in their perception. They're, they're like, oh my God, was 90 seconds so long, right? Because they're not taking that kind of time. Um, Ellie, I am so happy you're here and I want everyone to know you more about you, where you are. Tell us, where can we find you so we can have more of this mindfulness, a connection with a woman who is, who is doing meditation. It is your life. You are so sweet and generous. Um, so they can find me on Facebook, Ellie Aaron, E-L-L-I-E-A-A-R-O-N. I am a big Facebook person. Um, and then I have also a group right now, a Facebook group for women specifically that are looking to, women in business specifically that are looking at how do I really empower myself in my business through all of these practices, right? Like how, how do I essentially show up to the next level of leadership in my life, um, in my business and my personal lives through these practices. Um, yeah. And so that's really what we're doing there. Um, but yeah, kind of speaking to your point about we don't stop and we're not silent. One of the things that changed my life entirely is, um, going on a, like a 10 day meditation retreat where all we did was meditate every day for hours upon mm -hmm. hours. And we ate and we did walking meditation and mm -hmm. a little bit of yoga, but also the power of like, yeah, just not, we didn't speak. And mm -hmm. so the power of silence of our word and noticing how powerful our words are, mm -hmm. words create worlds. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it is, it's a radical act to go inwards. It's a radical act to, to be with yourself and to be silent. And 
you know, it's kind of like if we've gone our whole life without opening the can of our mind, Mm. when we open it, it might have flowers and smell amazing and it might kind of be a little stinky, right? Because there's a lot going on in our brain. There's a lot there. There are pleasant experiences and unpleasant experiences. And so we then, as practitioners, are like learning how to be with it all. How do we be with the like plethora of what it is to be a human being and ultimately never leave us, like never giving up on who you are and never giving up on that love for yourself and for others. And I think that that's like, the depth of what this practice is really about is learning how to be with all of who we are and learning how to do that for, for others around us. Right. And when we can learn how to do that, that's when I believe that that's like true love and true, true growth because we can all be there for the joyful experiences for each other. But how can we also be there for the challenging ones and know that we're as worthy, as beautiful, as whole in our spectrum of how we are as human beings and doing that for each other. So, and if we can do that, and I feel like the problems that we experience outwardly in our society with, with each other, within ourselves, I think the, that that all will begin to shift and change and does shift and change. I uh, couldn't agree with you more. The concept of be, being versus doing is something that um, has chased me my entire life. And that would be the topic for another conversation. <laughs> I want to be sure that everyone, um, everyone does, please go find Ellie. Ellie takes what sometimes you know in other circles could be considered esoteric information right secretive and hard to reach she makes it practical and helps you apply it to your everyday life so please do go find ellie and um, it's going to help you create a stress-free life and a stress-free business so that you can have greater impact ellie i can't thank you enough for this conversation it has been um, moving for me and it's, it's actually touched me on on multiple levels and reminds me how important it is to have high vibration conversations and interactions with people just like you thank you thank you so much love and i can i just say one more thing mm-hmm. you said which i just want to um bring it to light you said stress-free and the the reality is is actually we're gonna have stress for the rest of our life it's learning how to be with that and learning how to move through it in a powerful way that makes a difference Hmm. because building a business having intimate relationships like whatever it is that you want to grow and build having like a life partner a healthy relationship like whatever it is that you want like that shit's going to bring up all the things and it's going to bring up all the stresses so it's learning how to be with it and allow it to to like your capacity to be with it as a woman mm-hmm. and to be strong with whatever's coming up and to flow through it that's the power oh i love it I love it. <laughs> that. This is Marketing Launch Radio. Thank you so much again, Ellie. I am just so ready to go navigate even more of 
the stuff I've got to navigate. Be blessed. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Samantha. If you're listening to this, then you're probably in one of two scenarios. Either you're a woman with a great talent who's ready to launch your personal brand, but isn't quite sure how to take the next step. Or you're running your own business. You've got some marketing happening, ads going, and content. Maybe you've even got an agency, but things aren't clicking just right. And you're trying to tie all the pieces together. Well, if you want my help or just want to get an idea of what it's like to work with me, then just go to unlockyourbrandnow.com. Mm-hmm. I believe in simplifying marketing and uh, making it a process that's very, very easy. But I'm also on a mission to help every woman that I can launch her personal brand or her business brand in 21 days or less. So go to unlockyourbrandnow.com and go check it out.